your victory. You know, <laughs> we're just having these conversations off the air about today's teaching. Ray Haynes is in here at Reisenstein as he has come in to teach on the feasts over the past year. Today, the Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, the wedding. How powerful this is as you're not just unpacking the Word of God, you're you're delivering things that we, we've never heard, mm-hmm. sure. never, have never seen. And if you're if you're listening to this and you're as wowed as we are, we're going to go back and listen to it again. You can do that, too. It's all posted at the Victory 91.5 Facebook page. Now, this is a little bit of a setup. We've been 3,500 years in the past looking at Mount Sinai. But now we're going to come forward to right now. Because in reality, it's not really fair to look at them, is it? We've got to look at ourselves because we can say they turned God down at the wedding. Your analogy. Yeah, I just wanted to share that because as Ray was uh, just unpacking all of this incredible material, it was it was hitting me like basically that is the ultimate kind of runaway bride. Hmm. It was Moses was kind of representing the... The, the groom, God, and he was the best man. And he goes down to, to give the rings, you know? Mm-hmm. And and the people at the at the Jewish people, the Israelites, were kind of like, no, we we're kind of scared. We're we're really mm-hmm. scared. So right. we want all the great things that would come with being married. We want you to provide for us, to mm-hmm. protect us. Mm-hmm. And I mean in layman's terms, we want you to take care of the yard work. We want to make sure we have all the bills paid. Right. But we don't want to really have a relationship with you. And that hit me how heartbreaking mm. would that be, not only to a person, but to our God. Mm-hmm. I mean think about it. If if you know four years ago, you know, in our wedding vows, you would have said, Hey, yeah, all those things they're great, but uh I'm just going to get my own room over here, mm-hmm. and but I want all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Give me the ring. Give me the everything that represents this, except the relationship. Now wow. Think, of, think about poor Moses, the one who actually went and spent all the time with God. What, he, what does he end up doing? He ends up wearing a veil. He ends up being the bride because they won't be the bride. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then... When they get time to build the tabernacle, God says, great, I got a picture for you. And he puts this big veil up and says, you will never, ever enter here into my presence. Mm. That, that that hit me like something I've never heard. That, that Moses had seen the glory of God, that mm-hmm. God's glory had shone on his face. And he came down and he said, look, it's not, he's not scary. He, he loves you. Right. And then add to this. And they said, all, no, we're, we're scared. Put a, put a veil over your face. There's always beauty to the story. King David, he reigns for 40 years in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. He does the absolute, he breaks every law that should have killed him. Right. He, he goes in, he takes off the, the uh, he, he moves aside the veil, gets the tabernacle, brings it out and said, from now on, it'll be with us outside here for 40 years. Takes it into every battle and wins. Yep. He puts it in this high spot and said, "This, this is what God has given us." And he, and what does he do? Think about David. We talked about what the they had done for all those years. They took all the vows out. Mm. What does he become? He becomes the singer, and so he's he restores the song. Well, again, he he brings back again representing God. As kind of the the best man, 
you know, and he mm-hmm. says, no, nope, I'm going to, we're going to work this out. And I want that relationship with you. <laughs> the the Ark of the Covenant, like Ray said, was with him. Even, I, I'm just, I mean, think about it. You know, when they had this really, he said, I'm going to bring it to town. And, and the first thing, somebody touches it and dies. It doesn't discourage him. He just goes back, figures out how to do it and brings it in just like you would a wedding in a celebration of dancing, which causes his wife to get offended at him because he's so into God. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is such a beautiful example and yet an uh, example of failure, too, mm-hmm. and how God redeems that. So uh, there's just, it's just so many you just could, you could go on forever, but obviously this part of this was to set you up. It's because it's about us too. Mm-hmm. We are the bride of Christ, right. mm-hmm. and so we have a responsibility. And so this is not just the Feast of Weeks. The same day that is the Feast of Weeks is also called Pentecost. Is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. when God came down. And the church was breathed into life. So this is where this is where it gets a little more personal now, all right? So here's the question is how if you're you're there, you're not at Mount Sinai, you're now in Jerusalem, just under the upper room, and the Holy Spirit has come down. What do you do in your daily life? Because I look at my life, you know, when I went to Brownsville back in the 90s, that was the first encounter with the glory of God, where you could see tangibly his glory and that pursuit of revival. But that's, you know, no one's ever confused me with Moses, ever. You know, that glory, it just doesn't shine off my head sometimes, (laughs) but definitely not off my face. So we have to ask each other, we have to ask ourselves, and we have to approach God and say, what's going on in me that has put a veil between me and you. And so, the Jews in the first century, after Jesus died, resurrected, and he fulfilled all of these feasts, and so they started messing with the days. And so, now, uh, Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks, it comes on the same day every month because they want to celebrate this giving of the law. He said not to do that, but they do it anyways. Mm. But like the Jews of the first century, many Christians today are more influenced by teachers who have overseen their growth than they are by the words of Jesus. Mm. So let's just talk about where we are with the Holy Spirit today in the church. After 2,000 years, you've got four different groups. And we see this all the time, and it's one of those that breaks my heart because he's a phenomenal teacher, and that's uh, John MacArthur. What would be called a cessationist. They believe the baptism, the gifts of the Holy Spirit ended with the death of the apostles or when the Bible, the Word of God, was complete, compiled in the third century, which they say made the gifts unnecessary. But what I want you to see, again, see it from God's perspective. How would God look at that as he's come to marry you and he says, you know, the gifts, eh, I don't know. I just, I'm just going to put them in a shed because I really feel like we're, we're <laughs> the done. Wedding with presents. Yeah. Wow. The not, wedding presents. Yeah. I'm not opening them. I'm not opening them. Wow. You know, it's, it was just for the wedding. Mind blowing. It is. It's, I'm, I'm going to make this quicker because we have so much to, to cover. But bottom line, <clears throat> The feasts are eternal. They're non-ending events that will be present. Even in eternity, you will be doing these feasts on the new earth. The gifts didn't end. The baptism of the Holy Spirit didn't end. And you get to open the presents. That's good news. But then there's the question, are you filled with the Spirit or are you baptized with the Spirit? Because he uses those terms interchangeably. And so what happens is there are verses and he's talking 
like right after his resurrection, he comes in the midst of them and he says, peace to you. As the Father sent me, I send you. He said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And clearly that's salvation. Mm -hmm. There's no, really no question there. In Acts, following the resurrection, talking to Pentecost, he says, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Okay, clearly different event. So didn't happen at the same time. John 14, about the Father. He'll give you another helper. He'll be with you forever. That could be either one. It could be mm -hmm. salvation. It could be baptism. 1 Corinthians 12, with one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free. We've all been made to drink into one spirit. Sounds like salvation, I would say. So you have these two groups trying to wrestle through what all of this is. And then you have two that are battling through the concept of tongues. One says tongue, speaking tongues is not necessary. The other says speaking tongues is necessary. And if you're one of those who you've encountered God and you, you know without a doubt that you have gifts that came from God, but you've never had a kind of a baptism of the Holy Spirit experience, just as a side note for you, the gifts, let me just give you John Piper. The Holy Spirit is a fact of experience. For many Christians today, it is a fact of doctrine. That's John Piper. Uh, nothing trumps a testimony of experience. You know, when you encounter God, but now they would believe in that you can have the Holy Spirit and power without speaking in tongues. They would be that group. But biblically, you have the gifts of the Father, which are prophecy, teaching, exhortation, giving, leading, mercy. So those are not the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Those are the gifts of the Father gifts. There's gifts of Jesus, and those are what we call the, either the four or the five-fold gifts. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Again, those are the gifts that Jesus gives for the, reigning, for the organization of the church. And then you come across the gifts of the Holy Spirit and from that outpouring, and that's all the wisdom, word of knowledge, miracles, prophecy, spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. So you have different sources mm -hmm. for all the gifts, which is to say that there's there's more than enough room for a pretty big discussion and misunderstanding. It's mm -hmm. it's much like the Jews at the mountain with all the fire and the smoke and the shaking going, uh, 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 but missing the whole point. Mm -hmm. And the, there is really only one point, and that's encounter God. You want to get as close as you can get, mm -hmm. as often as you can that's get, right. to get as much as you can. So the big part for me you know, in Acts 1, he said, don't depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Uh, you know, you are going to uh, receive power when he comes on you and you'll be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. And when it happened, that rushing wind, the tongues of fire, and they were all filled with the Spirit, speaking in tongues, the Spirit gave them utterance. And so I would just say this to, to shorten it. The experience is different for just about everybody. It was different for me than it was for Kelly and then it was for Corey. So three people in the family, all of us had a very different uh, experience with the, with the Holy Spirit. So, you know, if you really want to encounter God, I, I would tell you the same thing I would have said to the Jews back at Mount Sinai. Wait for the promise no matter how long it takes. Don't run away. <laughs> don't, don't leave the wedding. <laughs> Stay there. No matter what others experience, don't assume God will do the things the same way with you. If you worship him constantly, ask to be filled, he will fill you. Mm -hmm. And when the opportunities arise for laying on of hands, have faith and see what happens. Even if it's a thousand times and nothing happens, mm -hmm. don't stop until you're full. That's the, that's the whole point of that mountain and what became mm -hmm. uh, Pentecost. And we're just going to take a, 
I don't I know this was going along, so I want to just separate this one into another one of of just just really looking at what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, that experience, and how that relates to mm-hmm. this Pentecost and Feast of Weeks. And we'll jump on that quickly next. It's all posted right there at the Victory 91.5 Facebook page. If you've been listening this morning, all of the segments are, are labeled. So if you said, ah, that, that thing that happened at 7 o'clock, I want to hear that one again, you'll be able to hear that that one again. It's Reisenstein and Ray Haynes. Today it is the Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, and the Wedding. 